Welcome to the Tactical Tool Belt Climate Tech Podcast. On this show, we focus on how the real estate industry, the world's single largest emitter of greenhouse gases, can leverage climate tech to become part of the sustainability solution. I'm your host, Greg Smithies. I'm a partner on the climate tech team at Fifth Wall, the largest and most active venture investor in technology for the real estate industry. In this podcast, we'll be joined by people on the front lines, the people inventing, investing in, and deploying the climate tech we'll need to make our homes, offices, and communities more efficient, more sustainable, and ever closer to carbon zero. Welcome everybody to another episode of Tactical Tool Belt Climate Tech. Um, and today we have the fantastic opportunity to talk with Donnell Baird from Block Power. Uh, he's the founder over there. And what Block Power is doing is working to uh, retrofit multifamily buildings amongst others uh, to massively decrease their energy bills and utilities. But before we jump into that, this is a massive problem, um, but would love to hear a little bit about your background, Danelle, and how did you get to founding Block Power? Um, how did you get to where you are today? Hey, so I am super glad to be here with all of you today. Um, Block Power comes a part of my, my own experience. You know, personally, I uh, grew up in a low-income neighborhood in Brooklyn, uh, in the eighties, we didn't have a functioning heating system in our, in our brownstone. Most of our neighbors didn't also. And so we used to heat our apartment with our oven. And so that was not only my family, but my cousins and our neighbors, we were all using our oven to heat our apartments because, um, the, the neglect and lack of access to capital in these buildings in Bed-Stuy in the eighties was so high that, you know, there were lots and lots of buildings without heat. Um, and so, you know, this this idea of the intersection between you know energy energy waste um public health and air quality um was something i was introduced to pretty early on so i knew it was a problem um later on as i became an adult i graduated from duke became a community organizer did that for three years worked for obama's first campaign and on that campaign got a chance to really travel the country as we went from state to state to uh, win primaries and then eventually the general election and kind of saw the same patterns of fossil fuel waste, energy inefficiency, lack of air quality in low-income buildings and also some middle-class buildings around the country. So as I traveled with the Obama campaign to Charlotte and Cleveland and Pittsburgh and Philly, uh, Jackson, Mississippi, just saw lots of the same problems in buildings that I'd seen growing up. In Brooklyn, and so when once we won, and folks were fighting to get into the White House and the administration, the job that I asked for was to do uh, green construction workforce development on the green buildings component of the stimulus. So you know, 2009 American Recovery Act, um, we were investing about seven billion dollars in green buildings, particularly in low-income buildings, and so I helped uh, project manage that. Uh, program across the country. And the idea was we were going to create jobs uh, and go building to building. Secretary Chu over at the Energy Department, we're going to go building to building, blow organic insulation, hire people, pull in, put in LED lighting. Um, and that was going to be part of the, the American recovery in 2010, 2011. So that's kind of how I cut my teeth in the green buildings industry. Um, some of that stuff worked that we were doing during the stimulus. Some of it didn't work. 
um, but that's where I got my start. And that's how I became interested in the problems of greening buildings um, across the country. Yep. And, and it's a fascinating way in because uh, I, I've been looking at the numbers now, especially as we're sort of in like version 2.0 of, of what we saw in Obama in 2009, right, with, with the infrastructure bill and stuff going out now. If you put a million dollars of investment into, say, green energy, on average, it creates around about five jobs. But if you put a million dollars into uh, building energy retrofits, uh, it creates 14 jobs, right? And so when we talk about actually having good jobs to pull this economy out of a nosedive, I think building efficiency is probably one of the, the biggest levers that we have, um, especially because those jobs are jobs that are eminently trainable, right? Um, going going and building hy- hydropower dams uh, probably takes you a couple of years to get good at that. But um, retrofitting buildings this is stuff that you can train people in pretty quickly. So um, yeah, they can make it, they can make a great living. Um, these are jobs that can pay six figure wages, um, provide health care for folks and their family. You can become a technician. You can learn how to install Wi-Fi. You can learn how to make the building greener. You can learn how to make the building healthier. And that's going to become more and more important, um, healthy, green, smart buildings over time. So we think it's a pretty good career. Um, and, you know, part of part of the value proposition that we're bringing at Block Power is how do you how do you unlock the innovation uh, from digitizing a lot of the energy efficiency processes um, and automating it? How do you how do you bring software to bear so that you can scale green construction job creation across the country. And then, of course, our partners on Wall Street want to finance it. So you really, it's a marriage between, you know, the manual kind of door-to-door green construction work, uh, structured finance from Wall Street, and then, um, you know, digital innovation from Silicon Valley. So those are the three legs of the stool of how you get this done at scale. So we're looking at 5 million buildings across the country. They waste $100 billion per year on fossil fuels that they pay for, um, but don't even really consume. And that's in 5 million class B and C, you know, small, medium enterprise buildings across the country. Okay. Okay. So, so those are some huge numbers. Maybe, maybe break, break this down as to why we are in this situation, because, you know, to, to my mind, right, we're in a a first world country here, right? There is tons of capital available. Um, you know, we've, we've seen the, the, uh, the public markets just going nuts over the last, you know, year, year and a half. There's obviously lots of money sloshing around. How is it that um, so many buildings out there just haven't uh, had the technology installed in them? And, and even just the basic stuff, right? Like better corked windows and then the more complicated stuff like heat pumps. Why, why are we in this situation? I think there's two or three fundamental issues here. There is what we like to call the engineering problem, the problem of designing the solutions on a building-by-building basis. Then there is the financing solution. And then there's the installation solution. So you got a design problem, an install problem, and a financing problem. And so, as you know, if you have two buildings built by the same developer, they're next door to one another, same design, same material, constructed at the same time, and you, you... sell those two buildings, you come back 20 years from now, they're going to have dramatically different energy usage profiles because of the history of maintenance, right? And usage that those two separate building owners maintained, even though the buildings were fundamentally designed the same, same HVAC system, same roof size, same window size. So now 20 years later, you want to come back and retrofit that building. In one building, you're going to put in... or. You're going to put organic insulation into both buildings. In the first building, 
you're going to reduce energy waste by 11%. In the second building, you're going to trap carbon monoxide and kill everybody, right? So now, because you have to account for the differential patterns of usage and maintenance between individual building owners, what that means is operationally, you have to do an assessment, right, of the energy usage profile of every building in the country before you design and install and finance the green building solution in order to be sure that you're you know making the building greener healthier safer more profitable you want to save money when you do these retrofits so you have to do an assessment and redesign the building's overall energy system and right now that's a manual home by home assessment and the problem we had back in 2009 is well, fundamentally, you got to do assessments of 130 million buildings across the country. So who's going to pay for that? Who's going to pay for these white collar inspectors to go house to house, uh, collect equipment, ener uh, energy equipment data, uh, collect airflow flow data, collect particulate matter data, um, and then build a spreadsheet that 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 is an energy model of all 130 million buildings? You know, it's going to take six to eight weeks. Right. This is this is expensive. Nobody wants to pay for this. Right. And so that's the problem that the industry has. So that's part one. Part two is finance is smart enough to to not want to finance um, these, you know, uh, this this assessment system that doesn't have enough data. It doesn't have enough tech. I mean, guys, when they do these assessments, they'll they'll come into your house with a smoke signal. Right. There's this thing called a smoke plume. Have you seen it? Yep. It's like a it's a smoke pen or whatever. And then. They want to see where your building's leaking air, and so they'll release a plume of smoke from the pen, and then depending on which way the smoke blows. So we're literally using smoke signals to diagnose and assess <laughs> buildings. Goldman doesn't want to finance that, right? They don't, you know, they're not going to underwrite to your smoke signal. So we got an assessment problem, which leads into a financial underwriting problem, right? And then last, let's say you get through this morass, you assess you design, you access the half a million dollars that it takes to, to retrofit a 10-unit apartment building thoroughly. So now you've got your loan from Goldman or whomever. Um, now you have to hire five to seven different contractors. You got a GC, you got an electrician, you got a plumber. You got you to gotta hire all these guys and manage them. They're all giving you conflicting scopes of work as to how to actually green the building. And so this is the hyper-fragmentation that prevents us from creating a consumer experience and a customer experience, um, right? That that makes the stuff all go. So instead of this hyper-fragmented engineering and design and installation and financing experience, building owners need a turnkey solution with a trusted partner who's going to absorb all of the complexity across design, mechanical engineering, dem demolition of hazardous materials and financing. And so our view is if we can build a platform right? That's going to make it easy. You push a button like ordering an Uber, and now you can get a new HVAC that makes sense for your building and making your building smarter and healthier and greener. Um, that's what we're building. Yeah, that, that's incredible. And, and the way you describe sort of the status quo is, uh, you know, to quote Steve Jobs, it sounds like a bag of hurt, right? Like no, no one wants to touch that with a 10 foot, uh, foot barge pole, right? But um, yeah, so, so let's maybe talk then a little bit about what is the solution that you guys have brought together to, to hit each of these, uh, these problems and, and solve that bag of hurt. So from a customer ex experience, we're, we're just going to give you a bag of easy instead of a bag of hurt. You, you fill out a 10-question you know, survey on our website, 
and we're going to take your answers. We're going to run it against our building science model. And we've built, um, you know, thermodynamic models of hundreds of thousands of buildings across the country um, that simulate all of the energy usage and energy waste um, that mechanical engineers that you would hire to normally come in and do a redesign and rebuilding of your HVAC. We do that using software. So um, in New York City, our uh, building modeling software has been able to reduce uh, transaction costs by as high as 90% over the first 1,100 apartment buildings that we've served. And so we believe that by building software to make it easy uh, to understand what your building needs to go green and to save money and to be healthy, that that is what's going to unlock a set of efficiencies across the value chain um, that make it easy to source capital, uh, find the right contractors, properly project manage them, and deliver um, a, a turnkey solution that, that works for customers. So that's what we do, right? You fill out this form on our website. Basically, we send you a PDF that says, look, we think you should put in electric heat pumps and LED lights and some organic insulation. Here's why. And we are going to lease all of this equipment to you for 15 years. And when we lease it to you, you're going you're gonna to save 20, 22% versus what you're paying for, for oil right now to heat, heat, heat your buildings right now. Or we're going to save you, you know, 14% versus what you're paying for gas. Um, if you want the tax credits, we'll set that up for you. Um, but we're going to, we're going to make this easy, right? This shouldn't be a painful process. It's too important. So we're going to make this easy for you, um, with, with this kind of, uh, tech enabled, uh, green construction service that we provide. Yep. And then because you guys are sort of underwriting this with your technology and your platform, it means that you can then go and get it financed where an individual landlord probably couldn't actually go and get this work financed, right? But you guys have those banking relationships to make it happen. Exactly. So Goldman's team, they brought in, you know, their tech people, they brought in their lead certified mechanical engineers that Goldman has on staff. I, I didn't realize that they had a bunch of lead engineers on staff, but they do because they have to underwrite, you know, all the real estate projects that they, you know, new development or whatever that they're doing. And so those guys kicked the tires in our software, I want to say for 36 months, right? To get comfortable, could the bank underwrite the, the green equipment and sustainability recommendations that our software tool provides to building owners. They got comfortable. Now, from their perspective, we brought some standardization, right, to the process of assessing and recommending equipment. Um, there's the standard ROI for each piece, you know, return on investment for each piece of equipment that we recommend. If we're recommending LED lights or solar PV or electric hot water or electric heat pumps, um, Goldman feels comfortable with the ROI and the range of risk is. And so they loaned us $50 million to underwrite uh, and invest in projects that our, that our software spits out. Yep, that that's incredible. And I think, you know, $50 million sounds like a lot of money, but also when you're talking talking about the scale of the problem here, I mean, sh surely this is also, this is a, a drop in the bucket, but the real plan is to uh, go a couple of orders of magnitude larger than that, right, uh, down the line. We think it's going to cost a, a little under $2 trillion to pay for the construction labor and the green equipment. Uh, that's going to be necessary to really abide by the Biden plan 
And that is in the 5 million, you know, apartment buildings, churches, synagogues, schools, mosques, right? Community buildings, small businesses, right? And that that's leaving aside the 100 million, 120 million American single family homes, right? That need to be done or the 250,000 skyscrapers that lots of great competitors are serving well. Um, so it's going to be trillions and trillions of dollars. So the question is, how do you underwrite and analyze and manage distributed green infrastructure across this massive market. But that's what the Biden team says it wants to do. So we want to be the, the go-to platform that helps them do it. Yep, absolutely. Um, so let me maybe just uh, just summarize. Um, previously, if a, land, a landlord or, or, or building owner wanted to go and do this, this would be, you know, multiple contractors, multiple audits, months of work, and then they probably couldn't finance the work in the back end. So they'd have to come up with a whole bunch of, uh, of cash up front in order to pay for all of it. They wouldn't be sure on the actual payback period. Whereas juxtapose that against the block power way, which is fill in a form on the website, you run it through some software, and then you come back with a pitch, which is no money down. We're going to uh, we're going to um, lease it to you. Um, and I still get to make a savings on my utility bill over and above what I'm what I'm actually paying block power for the lease, right? That's right. We're going to make your building more profitable because we're going to lower your energy costs. We're going to get you some tax credits. We're lowering your your your, your opex because we're providing capex as a service through our, equi our green equipment lease. Absolutely. So very simple, very straightforward. Um, and for 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 you know multifamily buildings, smaller buildings, they may not have a, they may not have a bunch of you know sustainability engineers laying around on staff who they can hire to analyze and project manage and stuff. So you know you you own a giant skyscraper in Manhattan, you have that. That's great. But for the rest of the buildings in the in, in the country, um, we we are their you know green sustainability manager as a service. And their, you know, capex CFO as a service, right? So we we roll all these services um, into our into our turnkey solution, one stop. Yeah, that that's incredible. Um, timing couldn't be couldn't be better. I think we've got a whole bunch of things lining up here in a bit of a perfect storm. You know, cost of a lot of these technologies are coming down. All of the tax credits coming into place, the Biden stimulus money, which which we might be seeing, right? Um, the time is is definitely now. So um, if, if the audience wants to find out more about you guys, uh, where can they find you? Oh, so we're at blockpower.io, B-L-O-C, power, P-O-W-E-R.io. You can type in your address. We have every building in the country um, on, our, on our platform now and continuing to um, extend our thermodynamic models to more and more buildings across the country. So I think we just added like uh, Wisconsin and California. Um, uh, so we're, we're continuing to add buildings across more and more states that allow us to make investment grade decisions to help building owners across the country. Um, and we're excited. We're excited about what we're seeing from the Biden plan. We're thrilled that Goldman Sachs gave us this vote of confidence. We love, you know, the support that we've gotten from, you know, K4 Capital and Andreessen Horowitz, who've been incredible, incredible mentors, really, not just investors, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't know much about Silicon Valley when I first started the company. And they really sat me down and gave me uh, some pretty firm talking to's about around how to really leverage software in a real way to scale this up. And I think one of the things that's going to be interesting, and I know you guys are looking into this, it's like, and I know there's a thousand entrepreneurs talking about it, but one or two of us are actually going to pull it off, which is like, what is the Internet of Things middleware layer 
that's going to be easily accessible and easy to use for buildings across the country that are going to provide us with data that we need to solve the assessment problem, the financing problem, and the installation problem. Because whoever owns that is going to be able to build like an Amazon.com for for green real estate, basically. Um, and so we're, we're starting to look a little bit into that to think about, you know, what can we be learning from building owners like the like all the ones that you guys work with who are listening today? Like, what can we be learning from them around what kind of internet system is going to be useful for their buildings, right? Even if it's to analyze air quality in particular matter or COVID-19 distribution throughout a building, like what are the use cases for a useful um, internet of building system? Um, and so we're starting to explore that. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely. This is top of mind for so many of our, our listeners and so many of our corporate partners. I will I will leave with, with one fun little anecdote here. Um, <clears throat> because I used to live in Manhattan. I also used to live in Boston. And those are, you know, some of the buildings that you you go after, those sort of hundred year old buildings have the big steam radiators in them. Um, and the fun anecdote I I found out, given that, you know, we're still in COVID time, is the reason why those radiators are so big and so oversized. It goes back, and and you tell me if this is actually true, right? Goes back to the 1918 flu epidemic because they wanted those things to be warm enough to keep the building warm whilst everybody had the windows open for ventilation in the middle of winter. Correct. So when I so that's when that's why when I say to you, hey, we are wasting 100 billion dollars per year paying for fossil fuels, which we are. Uh, paying for but not consuming that's what i mean and what i mean by that is you got an apartment building on the lower east side it's got this boiler that was built during the spanish flu or whatever and 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 a ventilation system that is designed yes to burn oil or gas and overheat that building so that it can run uh with the windows open uh because of the spanish flu right and during covid we appreciate that but that is why every winter if you walk around new york or cleveland or philly you will you will walk around and see that there are just thousands and thousands of windows open uh in these older buildings even though it's you know 20 degrees outside so we're burning fossil fuels to provide energy and heat and hot water um in buildings that are designed to, to overheat the buildings due to the Spanish flu. So it's a cool story, but from a climate standpoint, this is the fundamental problem that we have to resolve in order to reduce greenhouse gas emissions um, in the real estate sector. I know you guys have it at like 30 to 40% of, of green GHG comes from real estate, right? And so we're going to have to go in and redesign all those buildings and recommend smart green cutting edge equipment. And then we got to finance it and install it. So that's what we're up to. Yeah, absolutely incredible. So, Danelle, thanks so much for taking the time. I know that our listeners are going to be super excited to uh, go and check out what they can do on their buildings on your website. That's uh, blockpower.io, B-L-O-C-P-O-W-E-R.io. And uh, thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Fifth Wall's Tactical Tool Belt Climate Tech Podcast. For more on Fifth Wall and our efforts in climate tech, visit our website at fifthwall.com.